Abba. Abba? Alright. Is that short for a butt? Kinda. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You ready? Yeah, you ain't ready. Yeah. Everything plugged in? Yeah, as far as I can tell. (laughs) Yeah. Good. Good. Rossi, don't step on the keyboard. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm tired. Why? I'm fucking burned out, man. What'd you do? Worked all day. Did you burn your proverbial candle from both ends? Yeah, I guess. Did you add a candle somewhere in the nether region? <laughs> a butt candle. <laughs> it's like an ear candle, but for your butt. Yeah. It pulls out all the wax. That, and it makes it a little bit more nicely scented when you use the toilet. Shiny. Mm-hmm. Waxy. Yeah. Not great for the plumbing. No. Either plumbing. (laughs) Any of the plumbing. Welcome to The Legend of Things. Welcome to episode 73 of The Legend of Things, a podcast about games, media, movies, Game of Thrones, (laughs) since it's the season, (laughs) and uh, other stuff as well. Mm -hmm. I'm Sean. I'm still Jonathan. And, um, yeah... And that's Robbie. And that's Rossi. He's jumping around a little bit. He got stuck in the blinds briefly. Kind of losing my voice. No biggie. You don't need that. Eh. It's not like we have a bachelor party or something to go to this weekend. I know. I'm going to be so burned out by the time the weekend rolls around. So what's up? Yeah, you know. Usual. Mm Mm-hmm. It was a fun weekend. That's good. That's pretty much it. That's nice. Standard procedure, some might say. Good. How about you? Same. Went to a wedding last weekend in Palm Springs. Oh, yeah. How was, was that? really hot. A million degrees. A million degrees. Uh, I'm working too much mm-hmm. right now, and that's really frustrating. Sure. So, you know, normal stuff. Normal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Yeah. I assume it was like 108 over in Palm Springs. It was 106. No, 109 one day. That's like 37 Celsius? Is that right? I don't know. I'm not good with that conversion table. Somewhere above 30. I need to know, so I I don't. This is America. It is America, and they don't teach us well. No, that's that's very true. (laughs) Why why fall in line with the rest of the world? (laughs) Um, it was hot. Yeah, nice and toasty. It was it was very much above freezing. (laughs) I can tell you that much. Extra unfreezing. Yeah, it was like so. Park at the wedding. And I had to walk, like, 30 yards. Sure. Completely drenched by the time I got in there. That's disgusting. Because I'm wearing pants. I always wear all black, basically. Mm. Shirt, long-sleeve shirt, vest, you know, tie. So you people listening, you can just think of it like John Wick, but with a way better beard. Much, yeah, less less scraggly. (laughs) Um but yeah, and so by the time I get in there, it's just like, and like yeah. sweat is just dripping down my neck and face. You can't start assassinating people when you're drenched in sweat like eh, that. You probably get sweaty. You lose the grip. Yeah, you gotta wear gloves. Yeah, it's not ideal. What that if your gloves just slip off because your hands are so? I don't think those are well-made sweat. gloves at that point. <laughs> They're kind of not doing their job. You should upgrade, is what you're saying. Better gloves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Reasonable. Yeah. That was about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. I had a much more relaxing weekend where I didn't have to go bake in the sun for a while. Yeah. And I got to see Dunkirk, Mm -hmm. which was phenomenal. And I got to see The Dark Tower, which was way better than I was expecting it to be. Right, because you had low expectations. My bar was so low. So maybe it was just for that. Who knows? Yeah. We'll jump into that a bit later. Finished a game, watched some Thrones. What game? Oh. Tacoma. It's not really a yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's like an interactive movie that it, you barely get to interact with. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. Might as well do that now. So the sure. game is 20 bucks. It took me two hours and 15 minutes to complete. And that was with me entirely exploring every nook and cranny of the spaceship. Just so I could try to find all the little extra conversations and things like that. And yeah. interactions between characters. Right. Because effectively what the game is, is you play this space lady... Who space lady. goes to a Does space a name? station. Her name's Amy. Mm, Amy the Space Lady. Yep. Sure. And you're sent by the corporation to go recover one of their AIs. Google. Sure. Why not? We'll say it's Google. But you go to their space station. They're like, hey, recover the AI hardware and uh, bring it back to us. And that's it. And so your mission is to recover the AI hardware. But in order to do so, you need to also gather data. 
uh-huh. by wearing these weird little head chip thingies that you pick up while you're on the space station. Like you do. Yeah, and it's effectively, uh, they allow you to visualize and hear all of the video and audio recordings that they take at all hours of the day on the yeah. ship. It's like a 3D, like, re... Yeah, like a reimagining yeah. of the world at that specific time. I guess it's just a recording. It's not even a reimagining, right? Well, I mean, nobody has characteristics. They're just like colors in a Oh, that's shape. right. They're colors. But you get to see them walk around the rooms that you're in. You get to see them converse with each other. Most of the game is fast-forwarding or rewinding video in order to find key points of dialogue where yeah. somebody has interactable dialogue with somebody else, and it allows you to hack their computer, like yeah. your personal computer at the time. Totally. And it allows you to unlock extra data from them, half of which is incorrupt, or I'm sorry, corrupted, so you cannot open it. Okay. So sometimes there'll be, every time that you open somebody's computer, there'll be four boxes, and you can click on them, and sometimes it's like, their ID, their last text message conversation, an email, or some other thing. And about half the time that you click on something, it'll just say data corrupted, can't open. Sure. So there's really like two things per computer, and you get just a little bit of backstory on that guy, or gal. Most likely gal, because there's only two dudes aboard the ship. All gals. A lot of them. I mean, it's by um, Fulbright. Yeah. Those that did uh, Gone Home, and that was their claim to fame. All gals. Mostly. I don't know. Gone Home, there was only one character, and it was just you. Well, there were there was others. In spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Literally or figuratively. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, so the game is just wandering around listening to people's lives and just those little snapshots that you run across and something weird goes on the ship, something happens and these people lose all their oxygen and you have to attempt to piece what they did to try to save themselves. And there's no real resolution, I want to say. My my main issue with the game is that when you go and explore all of these conversations, you'll start to get a a very good sense of what each character is just as far as their baseline it's like okay this girl's an engineer she's very straightforward and blunt and bullish and that's pretty much it most of the characters have a base set of stats we'll say okay but no character really has an arc like you can't really get behind a character and see how they change under certain pressures yeah Be- except for one who's the medic and she's the only person on the ship that makes a decision and you could tell the effect that it has on her because of it but none of the other characters have an arc, and none of the decisions that are made have a real consequence, uh-huh. with the exception of hers. Because the story is like, oh, everybody's going to die. How do they fix it? And then Deus Ex Machina at the end of the game, and it's just, everybody's saved. Hooray. Sure. So there's really no weight to the story. Like, they have a great setup and a really fun environment, but there's just not a lot of depth. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. Because it's it's kind of a fun story. And, I mean, I don't know if there's different endings based on how much info you gather. Because I gathered... It's still going to be spoilery. But it's effectively the corporation that owns this mining station. Not mining station, space station. Yeah. They rehired everybody for an extra year. I guess they do year-long shifts and not... There's very few times where people get an entire shift rehired. And so everybody aboard the ship gets rehired they're kind of surprised about that but they're super excited and all of a sudden there's an algae bloom and it consumes most of their oxygen Mm -hmm. and so it allows their them to have about 50 hours left of oxygen before everybody you know dies horribly by asphyxiation and so they decide to send everybody into cryopods uh the doctor makes one decision which is the only character arc right one of their other crew members has a really weak heart because they didn't do gene therapy or some such when they were kids. Sure. So there's like a 10% chance that she'll survive when she gets out of cryo-freeze. So she's like, do I tell her about it? Do I just put her in there? Like, what's the best play here? Do I keep her out and just see if she's, you know, lucky enough to not, you know, suffocate to death? Yeah, sure. And it turns out that her decision is... She makes a decision but never has to act on it. And it's meaningless because it's just... They get saved at the very end. It just sounds like they had, like, the bones of a game and then kind of just phoned in the whole sure. story. I mean, it's 
the story is kind of cool because it has that corporate entity once again. And once you find the AI slate at the end is when you get delivered like the twist. Right. And the twist is is that the corporation planned this all along in order for the crew to fully die so that they could pitch it to the American people and say, this is why we need Congress to pass this law yeah. to allow us to fully automate our space stations. Just so call like, your congressmen, yeah. push this law through, make them sure that you get your voice heard. And so you hear that this corporation is sacrificing these people for the, you know, their own pocketbook, etc. Sure. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's a cool mini twist. But then the other very end twist is there's a rebellion and they're like, hey, we're going to save all the people in the AI from evil megacorp. And turns out your character is working for him all along. Right. Like the last line of the story is, well, let's go back to the rebels. Rebel rock. Yep. It just seems ham-fisted, you I'm, know, overall. Like, I, I think, like, you've described, I've heard this story twice. Mm-hmm. And both times, it's not like you say it with any real exuberance or, I mean, maybe it's how it's delivered. I'm, but it sounds yeah. fucking boring. <laughs> Well, it is a walking sim, so it's not your game. Right, for sure. But, I mean, I can appreciate a well-written story. Sure. That doesn't sound like a well-written story to me. I mean, I thought it was okay. I didn't regret my time playing it, but I also didn't... You also didn't didn't pay for it. Exactly. Yeah. If I would have paid 20 bucks for this two-hour game that I spent a lot of time doing a bunch of stuff that didn't matter because I was exploring... Yeah. Like, if I didn't explore, I could have finished that game in probably a half hour. Yeah. And a twenty bucks for half hour game is fucking ridiculous. That's not cool in my book. Yeah, no, that's dumb. Yeah, so I mean, I enjoyed playing it, but it's a game that you'd have to pick up while it's on sale. It's not something that I think warrants a full price. Yeah, even though twenty bucks isn't a full price. But it's like we get it. Like megacorps are bad. Sure. Like, what are you trying to say? Mm-hmm. You know, was... I think like Gone Home was interesting in, in its space. Yeah, I and, totally agree. But and... that was because it they sold it like it was a horror game and so i was playing through the entire game expecting something like right and we yeah and we we talked about yeah, that a lot it was like layers of fear it's like i went into it it's just like this well, is so tense layers of fear is a horror game yes but i was exp- it's <laughs> it's des- designed in a very similar setup where you're going through this old creepy house where nobody's around yeah and so i was expecting something to jump out around every corner and it wasn't that it was just a an oddly tense story about a girl's life yeah, which was completely unexpected, but that's why it hit hard for me is yeah. because they totally veiled that game in something that it wasn't and it somehow amplified the game to me. It yeah. amplified the impact of the story. Right. But they didn't do any of that in this. No. That's that what is I'm, correct. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think like you know when you when you have like a weird success mm-hmm. like Gone Home um, which I think is a pretty well-received game. Yeah, I'd say so. For sure, especially for its ease and, and all that kind of stuff. And it really kind of plays to almost every audience. Um, You know, you go and do something like this, which is, like, a lot prettier and mm-hmm. has a lot more going on technically and graphically. That's but, true. like, you get rid of the thing that you excelled at in your first game. You know, like, mm-hmm. is that the trade-off? Like, we can't do cool, pretty graphics and a good story? That's a fair point. Like, so far, that's what it means for these guys. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, indie games gotta stay indie. I agree. You know, it's one of those things where, like, you can't skimp on story. Especially for a short game. Absolutely. Like, it's the most important part. It is. On a long game, like, that has, like, compelling gameplay, you can get mm-hmm. away with it. You're like, oh, man, this kind of dumb story, but, like, I really like XYZ mechanic. Absolutely. It's like Undertale was, at the most, two hours longer, I'm sorry, twice as long as Tacoma. Yeah. And there was a ton of fantastic story, great character arcs, et cetera, et cetera. But it's much longer because there's New Game Plus and all sorts of Yeah, but I'm just saying upon a single playthrough. Yeah. I mean, there's so much more going on in that game that doesn't have pretty graphics. It looks gross because yeah, it's it is it's gross. like the old 8-bit style of like graphics. 16 yeah. yeah they're super blocky and it's just it's painful to look at for me initially totally and that's not usually a thing but the writing is so strong and it carries everything if you can write a great story it doesn't really matter what the game looks like yeah as long as you can engage players and grip them with something that's interesting right that's that's what matters so like to me tacoma is the opposite sure we made a pretty game that doesn't grip and is not memorable. That's fair. 
see it's a complete flip of of the script from gone home yeah i mean gone home i even played on fucking playstation because mm-hmm. it was free there you go you know and it was great yeah it was quick i mean i think it maybe took me two or three hours yeah, definitely. and compelling enough and interesting agreed completely it made me want to figure out what the fuck was going on <laughs> yep you know and i mean i'm never gonna play tacoma I wasn't going to in the first place. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not going to now. <laughs> you know, so it's it's kind of, it's disappointing. Yeah, I'd say so, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like we talked about, it it had a lot of things that could have made it great, but it just it missed. Yeah, sadly, not like missed though. Oh God, the game. Yeah, missed two. Electric Boogaloo or ri- uh, Riven. Riven. Yeah, Miss Three. I actually read that book, Riven. What? It's pretty good. It's a book. Yeah, it's all the things. What? After the games, they made like a <laughs> spinoff novel series. I think it was after the games. They made a novel so, series of everything in those days. There was a lot of them. Oh, and then one of them was called Riven, and then game. I don't know this how it bumped up chronologically. Yeah, you're not coming in very strong. Gotta, I'm coming in real strong. You gotta get in there. It's gonna be okay. Probably. You're pulling like the bottom fourth of the of the bump of the Jimmy's? on the computer. Yeah, That's not plug- good. You're plugged in all the way. Are you sure? Yeah, you're just away from that thing. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. It's gonna be okay. Sure. We'll live. I don't care. Probably. <laughs> Who knows what'll happen? We'll both die. Yeah. By a ferocious cat attack. So Tacoma sucks. Move on. <laughs> Let's go to the next one. <laughs> uh how about the Game of Thrones though? Uh it was good. I liked it. It was good. Yeah. Yep. It was good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the first time that I've seen a battle in that game that completely reminded me of Total Warhammer. In that show. Yep. That completely reminded you of Total Warhammer. Yes. Yeah. Did I say game? You did. Yep. You in did. the show. <laughs> just because it was, it played exactly like an ambush. Yeah, just the same. And the battle lines were way too thin. I was yeah. like, the morale's never going to hold. Not going to hold. You can't beat a charge with a single line of foot soldiers. You can't That's, beat a dragon. Well, yeah, even without the dragon, they were going to lose morale. They were going to lose either way. Yeah. Yeah. Real bad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I immediately jumped into the tactical and <laughs> tactical analysis from Total Warhammer. Yeah. Which was pretty entertaining. Uh, I just got to say, the CGI for the Dragon Breath was incredible. I hope so. It I looked mean, so rad. Yeah. Because it was combined with practical effects as well, mm-hmm. which was real nice. Yeah, it was good. But it was yeah. really good. So what do we got? We got Bran. Got a new dagger. Bran's a dumb dumb. Bran is just a space so, cadet. He's like now. a sociopath. Yeah, one hundred percent sociopath. So that's good. He gave his would be murdered knife, self murdered dagger to his assassin his sister. knife. Yeah. Um, oh, no! My favorite part of the show was the duel between Bran and Arya. That was good. That wasn't my favorite part of that one. Really? Because the dragon thing was crazy. It was pretty good. But just seeing like. A duel between people that are equally matched in skill, but through different tact—not tactical, different sword art styles. Styles, yeah. It was uh, very entertaining to watch, and they clearly enjoyed doing it. There was a lot of little subtle facial expressions, like small grins and you know cheeky little things like that, that showed each other that they were surprised with each other's skill, and yeah. that they met somebody that was their match, and they enjoyed that fight. Yeah, it was good. It's rare to see in Game of Thrones that people like enjoy combat. Well, they never really showed Arya fight either. It's true. So that that's really your first glimpse of that. Yep. I actually played the the Game of Thrones game that came out a while ago. Oh, not the Telltale. The, not the Telltale one. Oh, okay. I didn't play that one. You did. I did. And you poor bastard. <laughs> it was free on PS Plus last month. Yeah, it's it still is. Still is. Yeah, I mean, it, everything just stays free now. Oh. Um, you can download it whenever. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but hmm. so it, it bounces between two characters, right? One is um, some dude is at the wall, mm-hmm. and the other one is a red priest. Oh, really? Yeah, and um, you can specialize each character into different classes. There's three mm-hmm. different options, basically. So, like the wall guy gets like a tank, like a berserker, like big two hand guy, and then sure. like a normal whatever. Okay. And then the other dude gets like a um, water dancer or something like that. Is what mm-hmm. it's called. It's the same sort the thing that, that Arya does. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it looks exactly the same, which I thought was really That's cool. Impressive. So they actually, you know, because George actually helped with that game. Ah. I don't know if he helped with uh, the Telltale one. <laughs> <laughs> but um 
It was probably it was pretty cool. The whole story behind the back thing and everything. Sure, sure. So it was, it was interesting to see. That's pretty neat. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty neat. Did you enjoy playing that game? It was pretty good. I didn't play through all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a really weird difficulty curve. Really? So, like, you... Everything's super lethal. Mm-hmm. So you kind of just have to reload battles all the time. Because uh, you're hoping, like, your RNG, like, hits. Sure. You know, it's like EQ. It's like hard mode XCOM? Not that bad. Kay. So... Because it, it plays, like, um... It's third person, behind the back, and it's, like, uh... It plays, like, Dragon Age... Oh, I see. Right? Sure. So, like, all the fights are tough. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, like, I missed. So I'm probably going to die now. <laughs> and that's usually how it goes. Perfect. But, um, yeah, I mean, overall, I think the episode is, was cool. Absolutely. Um, the fight at the end was my favorite part. I'm just glad nobody, uh, no named characters on either side died. Because Braun, excuse me, <laughs> Braun and Jamie are some of my favorite characters. In Braun's the, show. the best. He's so good. I'll take Braun over Jamie any day. That's true. Yeah, because but he's, he's a fucking superstar in this fight. He's real good. He's like killing people left and right. His horse gets his leg cut off. Yeah, like things. He made aren't the going perception well. check at the start of the battle. True. To get less ambushed. Yeah, he got less ambushed. <laughs> he killed a bunch of guys. Mm-hmm. Lost his sword. Found another one. Shot a ballista. Yeah, hit a dragon. <laughs> Um <laughs> and save Jamie's ass. There you go. But now he's just gonna drown in I, the lake. He'll be fine. He's gonna have to get his armor unstrapped he with could, one hand. He could do it. I mean, it'd be a weird play if like oh, they yeah. end the episode with him sinking and then the next episode it's just <laughs> his corpse washed up on shore. <laughs> You're like, oh <laughs> I'm not saying it couldn't happen. It's not gonna but happen. But I would be surprised. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was cool to see two or you know, actual characters. Absolutely. Actual characters meet for like the first time in the entire series yeah. in, in a, a in a conflict, combat. yeah, because that never happens. Sure, I mean the only one was like the antagonists, so Ramsey Bolton, but that was expected. Jerks, yeah, basically. Yeah. So these are like characters you've grown to Absolutely. have a connection with, and not you just don't hate. Yep, even though they're really good at being actors. Absolutely. Um, still sad. Elena died. Elena Tyrell is, like, the best snark character. She'll probably pop back up. I wish. Like a White Walker or something. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just to just talk shit. Just harasses people from just beyond. Just to talk shit, yep. yeah. Um, maybe. <laughs> what else happened? Um, uh, Danny and John gave each have, other the, the they, eyes. They kind of have the thing going on mm-hmm. right now. And then they happened upon... They got the I, old paintings. Yeah, they got the giant wall that just happens to explain all the things so right like when they need it. 50 bucks, John just drew all that stuff the night before. <laughs> <laughs> look. Does this look like a children, child of the forest to you? Like, yes, it does. Sure. Does that look like a man? Sure. Yeah, That'll yeah. work. Great. Just explain it. She won't care. The other guy's like, I can barely read. <laughs> so these are pretty good as far as I can tell. Pictures are what I like. Yeah. Um, what else? What else did happen? I don't remember. I, there has to have been something. There was the drama, you know, with the dagger and Littlefinger and Arya. Yeah. Everybody reunited. Everyone reunited. That was kind of awkward. A little bit. Oh, Bran was like, bye, lady that saved my life for a while. And didn't. He was just very nonchalant. Oh, about it. to the... Um, Osha? No, o- not Osha. N- no. That was the old bodyguard. Osha died. Yeah. Poor Osha. Poor Osha. Rip. Your, uh... Your safety regulations will not be upheld. Um, what is I, her name? I don't remember. But her brother got shanked in the stomach. Yeah. But she's like, I gotta go. And he's like, cool. Later, bitch. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and she's like, how could you be so cold? And he's like, I'm everywhere at once now. Yeah. So. It's kind of easy. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I may seem distant. I am. Yeah, literally everywhere else at this moment. Um, Rosner posted like or, or told me like an interesting theory that like mm. um the three-eyed raven bran actually taught himself like the one in the cave isn't wasn't a real thing so that was him from the future i guess teaching himself it's weird right i mean it's possible there's sure. so many weird things floating around with that where yeah it's like he they already, caused eris's madness and yeah they already cracked the whole time travel he probably pushed himself out of the window in the first season oh wow it's like hey jamie push him out of the window okay like, all right sure uh, you know i don't they know they can pr- they have 
free reign with that because it's a anywhere you want at any given time idea it's like hey it's true after the fact i can retcon this while still being within it is a good hook. it's a good uh tool i guess basically so, I, mean, I just really want zombie hodor to pop up he's gonna you, know you think he's so gonna. is yeah. he still gonna say hodor because none of them really talk except for the super white walkers what have they said I don't think they've ever said anything. Do they just look menacing? I think they just I look they menacing, talked. and they go like, Rrr. maybe, yeah. For some reason, I thought they talked. He might turn into one of the half White Walkers, like uh, I don't like Ben. Ben Stark. Yeah, I don't think so. Was it Ben? It was Ben Bendin or Ben Ben. One of those. Ben Jam. Benjin. Benjin. That's it. We got it. Benji the Hunted. <laughs> Great film. Benji the Half White Walker. Yeah, I mean, how would he have gotten away? Because like the the wild or the forest dudes found children of the forest Ben Ben Hur or whatever yeah and stopped ben him Hur. from fully white walking sure isn't that what happened I don't remember did they even show it I think they did okay and then he just disappeared right he didn't get killed I don't know Who I, was, for some reason I didn't even think that they went into that it's just oh he's been missing for a while and then he shows up miraculously and yeah saves, saves them yeah but. He, like, hung out with them for a little while, and then mm-hmm. he took off. Yep. Until he got too close to the magic of the wall. That's like, right. I don't want to get close to it, because I might explode. That's right. Like, okay, bye. Yeah, that was right. It was the wall. Yeah, I don't remember. Don't know. I thought there was, like, a little flashback montage. There was a flashback, but I that think that him? was to the first one. Oh. Oh, right. Like, That's when they made the first one, and yeah. they stabbed him through the heart or whatever. Yeah, which I think is the Night King, maybe. Yeah, that's what they're insinuating. Yeah, that's that was what I gained from it. But, who knows? It you was know a who fun probably episode. knows? Jeffrey. Fucking Jeffrey. Jeffrey gave us some shit about our geography. Jeffrey Dahmer? Um. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, it was clear that we had we no, idea no idea what we were talking about. No idea. <laughs> uh, Although I did look at the map later, Dorn is connected to, to the main continent. Oh, okay. Good job. It looks kind of like a boot. What does? Dorn. The main continent? Oh. It's like a little dongle that hangs off like Florida and then Whoa. bends 90 degrees. <laughs> How dare you? Florida. <laughs> the worst. Mm. So it has a natural cove. Yeah. Gotcha. It does. Is that where the Colossus is? Uh, or is that no i'm pretty sure that's across the that's sea. across the sea right i think that's where the iron bank is yeah that's somewhere over there brevoy i don't the know Bravosi? yeah wow okay who knows you got it so many fantasy names no clue if iron bank's there they're somewhere over there is in the in the intro the colossus like a coin shoots out of him so i always assumed mm-hmm. that that was where the iron bank was that would make sense yeah <laughs> i don't know jeffrey dahmer what can you tell us about this he'll one? have to send us a, a twitter or something good great grand what did he even send it to me oh i see yeah <laughs> we're friends <laughs> <laughs> how rude yeah hmm. <laughs> um what else happened that was about it I think that's about right. Those are the main points. There's some yeah. talking and stuff. Naturally. Whatever. As there's ought to be. Theon came back. Oh, yeah. And John was like, man, you're an asshole. And he's like, yep. yeah, I am. I'm, an, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm an asshole. I'm sorry. That's basically <laughs> that's it. That's exactly what yeah, went down. Pretty much. Yep. Uh, I think it'd be good just to have like a five-minute mini-episode every day after a Game of Thrones comes out where you just sum everything up oh. in layman's terms. <laughs> I'd have to take notes and stuff. I don't. It'd be pretty. It's hard to do while I'm watching it. That's true. Yeah, we can make it happen. Mm, Maybe. Not that we're going to. We kind of already do it on the podcast. That's true. But we're doing it right now. It is not even structured in any fashion. Nothing we do with. Mm -mm. Yeah. Hence things. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. It's in the title. What do we name it? I don't know. (laughs) We're non-committal. Seventy-three episodes later, (laughs) (laughs) here we are. Uh, what well, else you got on your little scrawly list so i saw the dark tower mm. i was expecting it to suck but it was actually very entertaining yeah um it's definitely not the books uh-huh it started the movie in book number five yeah that's so weird to me yeah i mean it kind of makes sense if you read them <laughs> but i wouldn't really recommend seeing this unless if you've read the books right because there's, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of things that you're gonna miss because most of the first probably 15 minutes are allusions and just symbolism to other pieces of the books right 
that are just like scrolled out in the background or there'll be like a rose over here there'll be something drawn on this side like a butt yeah there'll be some reference to something on the street sign like a butt yeah sure any of those things nice but they all they try to bury like a lot of lore into a very short period of time yeah and you won't pick up on it unless if stop it unless if you are Sorry. a uh <laughs> catch it's like plastic god damn dude now he's rubbing his teeth on on everything Anyway, sorry. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> so there's a ton of symbolism that's all over the place. Uh, you probably won't pick up on it unless if you read the books. Even the main thing that I was most excited for was the horn that Roland has in his backpack. Okay. For reasons that at the end of the book series, he gets the horn. Oh, he gets the horn. Yeah. At the end of the book the series. The very end of the book series. Uh-huh. But he doesn't even use it or mention it at all. But he has in it. In the movie. But he does have it. Okay. Which seemed really unusual to me, right? Yeah, that's weird. It's such a huge plot point, but it's just never touched on. Maybe it was like a Game Genie kind of thing. Maybe. Yeah. That is very possible. You know. But Idris Elba was fantastic as Roland. He's he did good. a good job. Uh, the kid that played Jake Chambers, who is the lead. Jake Chambers. What a mm-hmm. fucking name. Boom. Jake Chambers. I thought he did a really good job. Uh, before I went in, I read a lot of Rotten Tomatoes reviews. Yeah. It was at like 40%, and they're like, oh, Jake Chambers couldn't hold the center stage. He really should have been cast. He's a child. Yeah, he was good. Like yeah. He played the character very well. He's not supposed to be like this giant upstanding character he's a kid that's looking for a father figure yeah and that's that's his jam he's just confused pretty much at all times but he did a really good job with this uh, some of the cg was great i bet they uh, had a house demon that was just a bunch of splinters of wood that shot demon. out from the roof and the floor of the house to try to like encapsulate somebody sure it was really cool very surprising uh the only thing that i didn't really like was matthew mcconaughey yeah all it's- of his deliveries were completely bland it's like if I was just talking like this and stop breathing, that was you me do. casting a spell right there. You do talk like that stop a lot. Stop breathing. So. That's you. my spell casting. Oh, I'm supposed to stop breathing? Yeah. That's, That's how he casts spells. Just middle of conversation, just his words and his just standard conversation. How does like it work this. in the book? He doesn't cast spells in the book. But isn't he a magician? He's well known to be one. Fuck. Yeah. At least as far as I remember. There's a very... Um, unusual scene at the end of the first book right. that may be a spell oh okay well, but it's got. not really known uh the cool thing in the movie is that <laughs> mug and idris elba are pretty much yin and yang yeah uh, one is basically immune to the other's bullets and mm-hmm. the other one is immune to his magic so they're kind of you know can't touch each other dun, so they're just dun, dun, and <laughs> can't touch this <laughs> But yeah, they just you know, they just fuck around eternally. Fucked around. Yeah, doesn't doesn't he run out of bullets? Not really. Why? Because he gets some. Like with magic? <laughs> no, he just robs the store. Oh, he goes to New York eventually. Yeah, I know. But like, wouldn't he thing. run out in like? They're very rare in his age. Oh, so he has to use them sparingly. Oh. But and then it's not a big deal because he went to a gun store. Yeah, exactly. Sure. In the books, I pretty sure they make a bigger deal of that like in book two ish they're yeah. running low on ammo so they actually have to count it etc etc but for what they did with the story it was really well put together uh it was definitely a reimagining but it was very fun like i enjoyed watching it it was an interesting story it made me want to see more yeah because did in, they set it up with a for sequels i mean it's wide open for it okay because in that the end of the first book the man in black dies right quote unquote yeah and he died at the end of this one as well sure which go figure the antagonist dies weird yeah but um it was really engaging so i'm hoping that they at least make enough money to consider a sequel yeah if it's getting panned it's probably not gonna happen it's true but one can hope because it's it's definitely a good setup because there's a lot going on within those books like a lot of crazy shit and yeah. just some of it's unexplainable even on film so it's just Stephen King right yeah it's so weird for him to write a book like that not for him to write it but in his you know hilarious collection of of kind of horror books true he does bring a lot of characters from his other stories into the dark tower what so the main character from the stand what is supposed to be the man in black what who's the main villain in Gary Sinise well, in the movie. Oh, stand. sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. M-O-O-N, that spells moon? <laughs> Not that guy. That's a different guy. 
You remember that guy? No. Oh, really? Uh-uh. Um, he's like a lovable, like, dullard. Okay. And he always says everything's spelled moon. Hmm. He's like, my name's Jeff. M-O-O-N. <laughs> I don't remember if his name's Jeff, but he basically always says that. You know, sure. everyone has a little quirk, and yeah. then somehow it saves them later. Absolutely. Because he has to spell moon for some reason. <laughs> What's the passcode? Moon. M-O-O-N. I think that might have been it. Really? I don't... Yeah. Perfect. So, you know. It's like Hodor. Similar. Yeah. Maybe he got three-eyed raven. Maybe. Maybe. He definitely did. Yeah. I can Where tell. is that bird? Is that a real bird, or is he the bird? Because there was a shrugging. bird. We saw the bird. We did. But was did it in we? his dream? I don't know. I feel like it was while he was dreaming. I thought it was in the tree, but then it was then it was fucking Con- the king from Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> was his name King Oric or something? Mm. Yeah, maybe. Same actor. Okay, I believe it. Can't remember his name. Max? No, Max von Sydow? No. Don't even know who that is. Kind of a big deal. All right, I believe you. We'll say the Three-Eyed Raven is the king of Hyboria. Moving on. Mm-hmm. So, Dark Tower was fun. Uh, I saw Dunkirk. This movie was really cool. Yeah. Uh, you haven't seen it yet, right? No. Okay, so I won't go into too much. It's but, historical. Yeah, but <laughs> in the way that the movie presents it, it's really interesting. Yeah. Because it well, it's is... it's Chris Nolan, right? Yeah. It's Chris Nolan, which is always fantastic. Chris Nolan doing Chris Nolan. Yeah. Uh, it's shot... I'm sorry. It's edited a bit like Pulp Fiction. Okay. Where the stories take place during different times. It follows three different groups. And it's each disjointed, of them, though? It's not. It is disjointed. Where it follows them at different times of the day. So one person will start at night, one person will start in the afternoon, one will start in the morning. Yeah. And it's supposed to be the same day, but you don't really know how those stories intertwine until the very end. Sure. Which is... Where they all die. Which is a completely fantastic way to do it because it allows you while you're viewing everybody's storylines to put yourself just in their shoes so it's not like yeah you don't okay, have like an ensemble yeah it's yeah. Not like we're here we know what these other characters are doing maybe they'll come and save them right that's just not in their mindset it's not in their perception because you know just, what happens from start to finish for that person basically. exactly yeah more or less i mean it's not just they play story a and then story right. b and story c Close they enough. keep yeah. jumping back and forth so they don't really interlock until the very end of the movie which is really fucking cool like i really enjoyed how they shot this it's effectively just pure terror and chaos for the entirety of the two hours of the film yeah like everybody is just trying to survive everybody just is trying to adapt to this shitty situation of pure chaos and just trying not to get murdered and yeah, don't get murked. That's, that's effectively the story, and it yeah. is gripping the whole way through. And the music and the sound direction is on point. Like, there's next to no music for a lot of the movie. Yeah. But the sounds are so crisp. Well, I like, hope so if there's all no the, music. All the gunshots are, like, intense in your face. Everything's ricocheting when it does, and you can, like, it feels like you're there. Like, I haven't heard bullet sounds <laughs> like that. Yeah. It feels so real ever even you know through games and all that stuff this saving private ryan did a really good job yes that is the only thing that's close and it was it's good it's really good i don't know why that's so rare i don't know either maybe I, it just blends into the music when tr- they usually I'm have shrugging i guess mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a weird thing because like certain movies are very impactful with their yeah. with their sound effects yeah and that is one big time 100 percent. because there's a lot of machine guns yep and it's like, wow, this needs to be scary. Like, maybe use the real sound a machine gun mm-hmm. makes. Those are scary. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> yeah. But this is another one. When the music kicks in, which is like for half the movie, roughly, the music is so perfect for every single scene. Sure. Where about a half, two-thirds of the way through the movie, I was like, who did this soundtrack? This is so good. Danny Elfman. Chris, uh, not Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Uh, no, it was uh, Hans Zimmer. Oh, sure. Who He does all my favorite soundtracks for movies. Whenever I hear a song and it's like, oh, my God, this is so impactful for this moment. Like Last Samurai, he did that soundtrack as well. And yeah. that was one of the most impactful soundtracks for me. It's a good one. This is another fantastic one where it's just I actively wanted to figure out who did the music to this movie. Thank you, Internet. And that's where, well, it was the credits. Yeah. But it's just super rare that I get that feeling and that desire to actually figure out who did the sound. Sure. Yeah. And it's usually him. Hans Zimmer is just an animal. Yeah, but, he's a he's a orchestral animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fantastic. I suggest you'll see it because I mean it's a war movie. You'll enjoy it. Uh, yeah. I mean, if we're fucking booked, 
we're booked forever it's true so forever, ever. we'll see <laughs> <laughs> oh bad yeah other than that finished ozark it was still really good the jason show. bateman yeah fantastic now i have no further points other than that okay. everything i said about it, i said last time yeah. last episode you just wrapped it up and it, it was consistent yeah that's good um let's see Fortnite. we have a few reviews that were enlisted today uh the first one was from pc gamer yeah and they delivered Fortnite a 55 out of 100 review yeah which is really low surprisingly low yeah usually they're stuck between the seven to eight range i don't look at pc gamer ever True. is that are they usually they tend to be range? all in the same area yeah but this one was interesting because a few reviews of a similar tone came out afterwards uh, a few hours afterwards from sure. like ars technica and some other things but they all effectively said the same thing the core gameplay is a ton of fun it's really interesting yeah base building is super engaging and snappy fighting zombies is cool but the downfall of the entire game is the free-to-play model, where you pretty much have to grind for everything in order to get through these really obscure gates to unlock, you know, Rarity 1 Dude Man, or Rarity 2 Dude Man, right. et cetera, et cetera, even all the way up through schematics, loot, and uh, crafting materials as well. Yeah. And they just said that it's if it didn't have all these weird gates of free-to-play this would be a fantastic game, since everybody already purchased it for 40 or 50 bucks. Yeah. And then to be stuck behind a free-to-play gating system that's like quintessentially in the game's mechanics like the core core mechanics i think um yeah totally mm-hmm. I, I understand what what they're saying sure um it seems like a lot of the hmm how do i say this i feel like if you get the, if you get the base model mm-hmm. you get more out of the game how Obviously, do you mean because there's more for you to achieve mm-hmm. you know if you get one of the other ones that starts you or gives you one of the rares right after the tutorial rare characters oh, okay sure um you're kind of going to miss out on some of that you know exposure and being able to do different stuff mm-hmm. and you're going to lock in on that for a while until you get a better one because mm-hmm. basically you get that class you get a, the guy and the girl for that special version sure for that class um yeah i get i get I get all the gripes. I think that 55 is weird because the dude had a lot of nice things to say about the game in his article. Yep. And usually when they say anything good about it, it gets a 70. <laughs> That's or true. Or a 7, you know? So that was kind of weird. Um, I agree with all the points in, in, in there, mm-hmm. like we talked about on um, Gchat today. That's true. But I still think it's a fun game. Oh, I'm certain it's enjoyable. It's still fun to play. Like, I... I have yet to even play with anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still playing by myself and I'm still having a good time. Yep. And yeah, I like overbuild and like just kind of get lost. Sure. But like that's still engaging. Mm-hmm. And the levels are super repetitive. Um I mean it's a it's meant to be a four player multiplayer game like Payday. Sure. You know, they are repetitive levels. Mm-hmm. It's just um kind of gated is gated a little odd because you have to get the loot llamas or whatever. Yeah. And I'm I'm not to that point yet. Mm. I'd like sit down and play one like story mission or maybe mm-hmm. one other one, and then I'll usually stop after that. Sure. So I'm not very far. How much time have you put into it? I don't know. A couple hours? More than that. Okay. Yeah, big time. But. Just curious from the the first review from PC Gamer. It's like first ten hours of rough tutorial, and then five hours of grinding for the next main thing. And yeah, well, I've, I haven't gone through the full like story mission mm-hmm. part yet. I'm on, like, chapter two. Like, I'm not even... Each one is maybe five missions. Sure. And um, I've probably played, like, seven to ten hours, mm-hmm. maybe more. It's pretty decent. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, the game's so pretty. It's, like... It does have a really cool art style. It does. The art style's fantastic. The zombies look really cool. They're fun. Uh, the base building looks super snappy and yet still easy to use. It's easy. And easy to customize. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like the foundation is so there, and it makes me want to purchase the game. And since all this negative feedback is coming out now, I think it's early on in the process where they can actually resolve a lot of these players' issues. It's in early access. Exactly. Yeah. And so hopefully they can alleviate some of these weird gates that all these people are complaining about and truly grasp what this game can offer. Yeah, I don't know. I don't honestly think they can. No? I mean, the model is... For one thing, it hasn't even been been released as a free to play game, mm-hmm. so they're not getting any money from that 
you know, so far. I mean, the gates are the loot grind, yeah. and the loot grind is is random. It's RNG. Mm-hmm. So you could get lucky on your first, you know, big llama or whatever, sure. or you couldn't. You know, it's just kind of how it works. Yep. The difference with the different like sets you can buy is they come with llamas oh i see right mm-hmm. so once you get past the tutorial you get to basically crack open like x amount of llamas mm. and then like the one i got you get seven days of founders rewards on top of your normal daily rewards which are extra login rewards uh, okay sure so mine expired because it's been over a week <laughs> but you get seven days you don't have to log in seven days in a row uh, it's I just see. whatever yeah but um, I got a ton of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. I really like what I have, and I like using it. And so far, it's still really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not getting like a ton of duplicate blueprints or like any of that shit. So I don't know. I don't know what they could do because I'm not far enough in to say I haven't hit a wall. That's uh, good. But obviously, I'm playing by myself too, so it's a it's a different gate. They say a lot of the community sucks too. Really? That was in that article that PC one. Yeah, it seemed um, since everything's hunting for those medallions, I guess to improve your loot. Well, those are there's goals for those. Yeah, exactly. It's not like hunting for them. You just have to. They give you them when you come to the level. Yeah, precisely. So it's yeah. like, hey, don't build your tower over two blanks tall, etc. Kind of. Yeah. Sure. There's just a ton of different options, and it seemed like without playing with people that you know, everybody's going to be attempting to get other objectives i guess without playing together as a team which yeah. seems like a like it could be fixed by amplifying the difficulty curve like that article also said that it was a really easy game um and it just wasn't that difficult to straight up mow down the zombies even before they got to your base a, in early traps. early in the game it is sure unless you're by yourself like i have to fall back a lot because like, i have to reload or some shit mm-hmm. um <clears throat> It is very easy in the beginning, um, but you're still learning the ropes and how to build a base. Like, you can build any base mm-hmm. to be almost impregnable if you take the right steps and you build enough of it and you yeah. have the right traps. Makes sense. Um, it's just how much time you want to put into it. Like, I launched a mission on accident without building a base, <laughs> and I had to just sit there and shoot zombies for, you know, six minutes, hmm. which was challenging. How'd that turn out? Did you win? I won, yeah. Okay. I didn't get, like, um, 100% because my thing got hit a few times. Mm, sure. But, you know, yeah. I didn't, like, run out of ammo or anything either. Nice. That's surprising. You get a lot of ammo. Oh, okay. So I'm assuming at higher difficulties that you go through it faster. Sure. But, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've already talked about it at length, so. That's fair. Yeah. I just found those articles interesting because a lot of games have just been stuck between that 7 to 8 grading curve from just the five's weird yeah five's weird for something that they had nice things to say about exactly and most of the things that hit that threshold are something that's like oh yeah none of these you know game mechanics actually came together to form anything cohesive yeah five yeah and it, it felt off really weird yeah really weird i'm curious to see what polygon said about it sure i'm sure they already came out with at least one or probably two. i'm sure that's somewhere in the five or seven range I, yeah it'd be but. interesting to take a peek yeah but that was interesting um i really have only one other thing i want to talk about today okay and that was one of my favorite games from last year orwell oh right is coming out with a sequel this is supposedly season two but now it's called orwell ignorance is strength Mm. and so last year orwell came out with the rough storyline of hey remember the obama administration how they said that they have mass surveillance on people what if a government took hold of that and went full force with it to create a surveillance state? And so that's what Orwell was about. It was fantastic. The writing's phenomenal. We did a full episode about it. It, yeah. was, it was excellent. I highly suggest you play it. But the new installment is about ignorance, as it says in the title. And the preview video that it showed, did you take a look at it? Okay, so it's, It wouldn't load for me. That's not surprising. The, the Reddit stuff doesn't link well it usually mm. just links back to steam or something oh really so it's like cool <laughs> thank you appreciate it perfect <laughs> uh so this video it's like a minute and a half long it's all u.s media so it takes clips from trump speaking yeah saying fake news and that's effectively what this game is about if you can control the media and control news determine what sources are real and implant fake sources yourself how far could you go with this right and that's the basis of the game 
So you're going to be playing one of the operators again, just like last game. But this time, you're able to somehow decode truth and inject false news into yeah. the media oh. and attempt to control the population in that regard. So there was an interesting quote that uh, was at the very end of the video that I just really liked. felt like I'd read it out. And it was, let's not end up in a world where not only are we not speaking truth to power, but we're not even able to discern the truth at all. And I thought that was a very powerful way to end a video about mass media. Yeah. And it um, completely had me grip because this is right in my wheelhouse. Totally. I love this stuff. So I am super amped about this. Yeah. And, and it's the complete opposite of Tacoma. You have something <laughs> that works and you fucking stick with it. Mm-hmm. And oh, yep. It's so weird. Like, Orwell is one of those few games. It's like Orwell, Deus Ex, and Chrono Trigger. Oh, man. That I wish I could Look wipe my memory. Look at you. And just play it again, just like with a fresh mind. Sure. It's it's something that I want to happen. So I've been playing Chrono Trigger again. Because uh-huh. when I was in Palm Springs, I brought my Nintendo. Sure. Because I had to sit in the hotel room for like four hours. Gross. While uh, Vanessa was doing pre-wedding stuff mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, the bridal party or whatever. Sure. And um, there's a lot of weird parts in in Chrono Trigger where they don't really fucking tell you where to go. You're playing the DS version, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which has... The DS one has some weird different stuff like has, some of the names of shit are different yeah there's a different translation that they use for the ds yeah the so Super that's Nintendo. strange like yeah. I, I realize that which is odd even mm-hmm. i'm like this isn't supposed to be here <laughs> you know it's usually item names uh sure like a little unsettling um, the res is like athenian water mm. instead of phoenix down wasn't no, that what it was fantasy what, what was it in? i don't remember i thought it was something like I phoenix thought down. athenian water was secret of mana I don't know. Oh, wait, no, that's a couple wishes. Couple wishes. It's like a <laughs> cup of noodles, but better. <laughs> you don't um, have to microwave this one. Yeah. But there's stuff where it's like very obtuse mm-hmm. about where you're supposed to go in time. Sure. And you just end up running around like a fucking asshole. <laughs> or like, hey, go back to this zone you've already been into a million times. Nothing's different mm-hmm. until you like go to this weird zone. And then something's different. Sure. And it's like, okay, like, how did I do this before? Like, I don't, there's no breadcrumb trail or, like, <laughs> even mention. Really? At all? Yeah. Hmm. And usually I remember you'd go back to the end of time and the dude would be like, hey, like, go to this place. Yeah. He doesn't do that. Interesting. He's just like, hey, if you need help, just ask. <laughs> and then I'm like, X. He's like, hey, if you need help, just ask. Oh. I'm like, oh, you're a fucking asshole. Terrible. Yeah. That's actually really funny, though. Yeah. I love the end of time. I love the music that plays there. Music in the whole game is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm crushing it, though. It's super easy. I mean, it's not that difficult. It's just... I remember having some legit trouble mm-hmm. on, like, fights and stuff. Who are you running with in your party? I'm doing it completely weird now, because I've done really? it so many times. Who are you working with? Right now, I'm in the I Dino Castle, so I have mm-hmm. to have Ayla, Chrono, yep. and... I have frog. Okay, sure. Um, a lot of damage and a slight healer. He has that. He just got the heal everybody Slurp. heal. Heal, like actual heal. Mm-hmm. So that helps a nice. lot. Um, Slurp is, Slurp's pretty good. <laughs> when I fought Magus, I was using Robo, Frog, and Chrono. Interesting. Which I never do. No. But they have the triple attack. They're the first one to get a triple attack. Do they really? They're nuts. Once what is he, it? They just all just kind of run at him. <laughs> It's actually really stupid. Is it so, called like, kind of run at him? It's called triple attack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. But uh, Chrono and Frog do X slash, uh-huh. and then Robo does his like Robo tackle. Oh sure. And he okay. just kind of like flops on him like a fish. <laughs> he has no finesse in this instance, and they're not even timed at the same time. Oh great. Who goes first? They do. Okay. Chrono and, and Frog mm-hmm. go first. Then he just kind of like Ooh. he that just kind of rolls sense. over on him. <laughs> Um, That's great. But it does like a thousand damage, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. A sizable for the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's yeah. a great game. It's a great game. But <laughs> it's just it's just weird. Mm-hmm. Still good. Just weird. It's a different translation. I never brought myself to try that one just because I know it would throw me off like it did for you. Yeah. Just couldn't bring myself to pull that. Most of it's the same. Mm-hmm. It's just item names are really the only thing I notice. Sure. And... Yeah. Most curious. Yeah, because I'll remember the other shit, which is weird. (laughs) 
Oh, man. Yeah. Well, got anything else you want to discuss? No. I think that's everything. All right. I think we're done. Sounds like that's about it. I think we're done right now. Done, done. Overdone? Well done? Medium done. Medium. It's all right. Medium. It's all right. It's okay. It's a little too done for my taste. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to The Legend of Things. Check us out on SoundCloud, Facebook, iTunes, and Twitch. You been Twitch anything lately? Mm-hmm. Tacoma. Tacoma. Oh, hey, watch that one. Yeah. That'll be fun. I started streaming Brothers, Tale of Two Sons. Right. That's right. That's I think made I, by Starbreeze. I think I chimed in on that one. Did you? Nice. I mean, you were recording. Uh, oh, yeah. And I was like, did. what are you doing? Yep. Is it Starbreeze? Yeah. Starbreeze is involved. And that caught me off guard. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. It's Starbreeze and 505 Games. Weird. Right? Yeah. I had the exact same response. Like, Payday 2 and 505. Is Starbreeze ever going to do their, like, Walking Dead game? Mm. They got that license, like, years ago. I hope so. They were going to do a co-op zombie game. I thought, was it actually Walking Dead license? Yeah. Okay. It was an actual Walking Dead license. Interesting. Because I know they were trying to do something Mad Max-ish. Not in the license, but some post-apocalyptic style. Oh, right. We talked about that. Maybe. I don't know. Be weird to combine them. It'll probably just be a weird fucking expansion they had to Payday 2. Maybe. (laughs) Still going strong. I keep getting Steam alerts. It's like, this Payday 2 event's going on. I know. Enjoy it. I know. They have so many characters now. I'm not And classes. It would be impossible to get into again. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, there'd be no way. There's too much. Payday 3, maybe. And then, I guess, get the season pass? Yeah. <laughs> We've seen their business apparently, model. Apparently, mm, you're going to use it? Absolutely. Oh, also, which we I think we forgot to talk about last time, Final Fantasy XV. Mm-hmm. Um, multiplayer? Multiplayer. Oh. Did we talk about that before? I feel like I we did. I know we did. I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. Well, let's talk about it again. We're, we're going over. But, um... Give me the rundown. They're in early access right now, or like beta, mm-hmm. or open testing, I guess. Yeah. Um, for anyone that has the season pass, you can do the multiplayer stuff starting soon or, or now, mm-hmm. something like that. And you and up to three other people get together and basically play Final Fantasy XV together. That's rad. And you go do missions and stuff. Do you actually get to play through the whole storyline? No. It's like a separate thing. Okay. I think it's going to be like... Um, metal gear 5 mm, sure you know but actual multiplayer <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i don't know could be really cool it i was really i was cool. actually really intrigued by it i mean that's a game that i still want to jump back into yeah, and play. i still want to play it and i think being able to play it multiplayer would be i think that'd be extra really cool. fun yeah you have your little avatar and you get outfits and shit mm-hmm. normal stuff but they showed like four different avatars with different weapons and mm-hmm. All that crap. I'm sure you could do some pretty fun combos, too. Hopefully. I'm curious to see how it all works, honestly. I don't know. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah. People need to play that game. Mm-hmm. It's a good game. We need to play that game. I know. I just did too many things. It's and then I didn't go procedure. anywhere in the storyline. Yep. Like, I didn't even... I just got past fucking Titan or whatever. Is that the turtle? No. Okay. There's a turtle? I don't know. I saw the turtle in the Conan O'Brien... Oh, that no, God! The that's seventy-two like, hours. That's turtle. supposed to be the yeah, the, the three-day turtle. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was my nickname in college. I know it was. Uh, no, the you know the rock guy who's a big rock. Yeah, rock bro. Mountain, mm-hmm. like Geo dude, but sure. different. <laughs> yeah. I just got to the second town, and I the hill town there for a while. The hill yeah. town. So after the hill, you know, in the middle, there's yeah. all that the shit. Hilton. Where you're supposed to go? Mm-hmm. Not in the town, like um, in the middle of that zone. Yep. Isn't that's... that where the mountain is? I thought that's where the turtle popped out. Where is there a fucking turtle? I thought that whole mountain was his back. I think the mountain is in the first zone. The turtle mountain is in the first zone, uh, okay. I want to say. Because there's one you. big mountain there, and you're like, that's obviously. Jeffrey, something. we need some geography. He doesn't if know. If you about could chime it. in, he doesn't know about and this. And let us know. He doesn't know about this stuff. Damn it. Yeah. I thought we had a geography guy. Not for Final Fantasy. All right. Just we'll what? just keep asking every episode with every game. He'll, he'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll just see exactly what his threshold is. He's a good researcher. Hey, there we go. Yeah, yeah. He has the internet. We'll just have, <laughs> we'll get him live streaming our podcast and just, Jeffrey, check the notes. And then we'll just get a little earbud. And That'll be whispering tough. into our ears. That'll be tough. He's got kids and shit. Well, we'll hear the kids too, I guess. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Wishful thinking. Yeah. Okay. Jeffrey, just send us your resume. 
and we'll get you up to speed. You don't want to do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> uh, all right. So I already did the outro, so I'm not going to do another one. That seems totally reasonable. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Legend of Things. Check us out online at thelegendofthings.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash forward slash legend of things. And for the love of all that is good and holy, subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. Until next time, this has been The Legend of Things.